Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? We are in series number 14. So uh, this series, Bobby, is going to be a two-part one, and it's all about how to receive feedback and how to give feedback. So just a, a, a short two-parter here to uh, cover what, what is kind of a favorite topic and what we tend to have a lot of one-on-ones with people about. No doubt. It seems to be something that uh, is a skill that most managers probably want to have, but uh, individual sales reps need to, need to really hone in and learn how to receive feedback, learn how to give feedback. I think it's something that uh, is probably underutilized with customers and coworkers, for that matter. Um, I mean, I'm sure many of us have an experience where it was tough to have that conversation with a coworker. Uh, hopefully, we'll solve some of that today with uh, giving and receiving feedback over the next week or week and a half. Yeah. So the first part of the series is how to receive the feedback, and we're going to give you kind of six tips to um, how to best receive it. Um, and I, I like to probably best to start this off with somebody that I thought was probably the best person uh, that that gave me feedback uh, and helped me grow in my career was a gentleman by the name of Mike Porter, uh, who is still a sales leader. I think he's senior vice president of a of an organization running sales, and uh, he was our boss, Bobby, for uh, for several years. Um, and he always characterized giving feedback as a gift, uh, which is something I still carry on forward. It is, it is so hard to give someone feedback. So if you think you're on the other end of that, and even though that feedback feedback may be tough or challenging to receive, it still is a gift. Unless that person's, let's say, they're a jerk, you know, and their intentions aren't pure, of course. Uh, but let's for the for the for the sake of this two part series, let's um, let's say that their intentions are pure, and maybe they're good at giving feedback, maybe they're bad at giving feedback. But let's just kind of have an underlying uh, uh, piece that this feedback is is pure. And so I, I love that that it's it's a gift because it is so hard. Like if that critical feedback that you want to deliver to someone or that they're giving you. Um, think about how difficult that is and how much they've thought about it um, before they give it to you. And one of the the things that Porter talked about was that sometimes this feedback is wrapped up in duct tape and you kind of have to unwrap the duct tape to, to figure out what is this feedback they're trying to give me. And other times it's just right up front. Uh, so anyhow, I, I thought we would start with the Porter piece because uh, that was a pretty big piece of my development. Well, yeah, he taught me a lot and uh, was a great manager to me and to my team, and um, definitely feedback was one of the things he was really good at. The the point that I was going to make also is, you know, e- even if it is cynical, what's, what's wrong with just kind of taking a step back and listening to what they have to say? I think that young Bobby Doss in my early stages of the career wanted to correct and fix and uh, react and, you know, respond to all the criticism and fix it immediately and tell them why I wasn't doing what they thought I was doing. But it probably just started more angst or more uh, anger amongst me and whoever was giving me that feedback. So even if it is someone who's just being a jerk, giving you criticism, just listen. I mean, it's not, not going to make you any stronger or weaker uh, because of the fact that you just listened and heard them out and let them go on their merry way. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. So let's, let's um, I'm going to hit on the six points that we're going to cover and then we'll go into each one of them uh, somewhat in depth. 
the first one is uh, stop your first reaction and seek to understand. The second one is remember the benefit of getting feedback. The third is listen for understanding and repeat it back. Fourth is thanking them for, for delivering that critical feedback. Fifth is to ask questions and deconstruct the feedback. Make sure you have a really clear understanding of what they're trying to express to you. And then finally, and this is this is somewhat optional, right? It depends on the feedback scenario. Uh, but the final one is to request follow-up. So let's, uh, let's jump into it. Let's do it. First, uh, stop your first reaction. Um, and, and I would even say stop your first reaction. And then there's kind of a, that's kind of a 1B. The 1A is be as prepared. Almost think of every situation that you get yourself in, whether that's you're, you're leaving a, a meeting with your sales manager or a peer or some other senior leader has joined you for a meeting. Or let's say there was a challenging situation that came up. 1A is is be prepared for is as prepared as you can for that first conversation so that you have as much context as possible. And then no matter how prepared or unprepared you are for that conversation, stop your first reaction. Your first reaction may be to defend yourself. I know that's that's what it is for me is hey, you don't you don't know my intentions. My intentions were pure here. I I I meant the best. I I worked hard. I was trying to be ready, right? I think we're all uh, instinctively trying to, we're in kind of a defense mode. And I think what we, what I find to work best in and get to a more valuable conversation is if I disarm myself and I just listen and stop my first reaction to defend myself and really try to seek to understand what it is they're trying to tell me. Oh boy, this is very difficult. Just as I said, right? Yep. More often than not, ex-police officer here right i think people are out to get me or uh going to try and stab me in the back so man that's really difficult for me and uh probably the best i know is my wife she she can listen to anything and just uh take it all for what it's worth and then and then react later on much later on uh which is probably will help our marriage but you know it is so true um if, if you think you're listening to this and, and plan to learn anything, imagine imagine the next person that gives you any criticism probably could listen to this as well. And they may not know what they're saying. They, they know what they want you to get from the conversation, but they may not even know what they're saying, uh, meaning the wrong words. It might sound wrong. It might sound cynical. Give them a chance to just get it all out. Uh, take a deep breath and listen. And we talked about this a lot when it comes to building your territory in kind of a somewhat related conversation, you're, let's say that we lose a deal or that our pipeline isn't what it needs to be and we're receiving feedback about how do we build our territory or let's say a marketing program that we said we were going to execute on and just time, things got too busy and we missed that opportunity to do the marketing events. And there is this, again, there's this instinct to, to defend, to defend, to defend. And, and instead it's just, I, I think what, what exact what leaders I've worked with that I respect and appreciate working with, what they appreciate more than anything else is just an honest reaction. They get busy too. They miss on commitments too. Um, they have they receive critical feedback. You could, you better believe the CEO, the president, the SVP of sales is delivering critical feedback to senior directors, um, and to directors and to uh, sales managers. So. Feedback is going up and down this chain. Um, so stop your first reaction. Seek to understand the feedback they're giving you. And I can assure you the conversation will go much cleaner. To that point as well, 
if you think they're being cynical, you being cynical back won't make it any better, right? So two wrongs don't make a right here. If if the person that's giving you feedback is genuine or not, doesn't matter. Hear it, listen, understand it. Don't be cynical back. And let's move to step number two. Let's do it. So step number two is uh, remember the benefit of getting feedback and repeat it back to them. So uh, you're receiving this feedback uh, calmly. Uh, and again, this could be... Um, this could be like neutral feedback on a meeting. This could be you need to improve type feedback. So don't think of this as always the you overreacted in a situation and now you're getting reprimanded for this. This could just be straight up after a sales meeting and there's opportunities for improvement there. So you've had a few seconds to um, to digest this feedback. You you see this as an opportunity for you to improve your skills, your work product, your you know, maybe it's your internal relationships, your external relationships with a client, and you want to you you want to meet those expectations of whether it's your manager or it's a it's a peer manager of them or somebody up the chain, and you want to you want the aim for this is to uh, repeat that feedback to them, try to try to summarize, pull the nuggets out of it that meant the most. That, that they were trying to. And again, sometimes they're going to wrap this up in, in duct tape and you're going to have to unwrap this duct tape and, tr- and try to find out what that, that pearl of wisdom or maybe it's a marble of wisdom. Maybe it's, it's no value at all. But you, you need to be able to, to, di- to unwrap that feedback as quick as possible, turn it into what the nuggets are, and then summarize it back to that leader uh, to show them that you are listening and you're hearing what it is they're saying to you. Moving forward, then you go act on improving that thing, whatever it might be. Maybe they said uh, you were two heads down in your laptop during that meeting. It could be something so simple. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, make sure you get your head out of your laptop uh, in future meetings. Make sure you continue to make yourself a better tech seller throughout your career based on these little nuggets. And while there could be a perfectly good reason there's no reason to respond and tell them why you were heads down finishing a proposal that you told me to work on, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Just stay focused, listen to the feedback, say, you know, it can let it consume inside of your brain and then fix it moving forward. Indeed. Okay. So number three is, um, is listen for understanding. So, um, you have avoided your typical reaction of defending yourself your brain is working because you've effectively unwrapped this feedback that they've um, uh, that they've given you. Um, they have there, you know, they may be clarifying something. You know, you may have repeated it back to them that you may have missed some things, but t- you know, take an opportunity to make sure that you heard it all properly and that you're assessing the tone, you're assessing what the next steps are. So be really clear about um, the, the next steps there. Um, but again, don't don't try to defend it. Um, make sure that you're very very clear it is what they're trying to tell you, and not maybe what you thought you did poorly in the meeting. Um, but again, the, the aim from that from the third step is to to really listen for the understanding uh, from your clarification from it, and then four is is thanking them for that feedback because this is this is the hard part, right? They have. They have taken this time to deliver feedback to you. Maybe you asked for it. Maybe you didn't ask for it. But look them in the eyes. Thank them for the feedback. Don't gloss over this. Be really deliberate and tell them that you appreciate them taking the time to give me this feedback. It doesn't, when when you're thanking them, this doesn't mean that you're agreeing with their assessment. 
It doesn't mean that you have unwrapped this piece of feedback and you agree with it all. It just shows that you're acknowledging that they took the time to deliver what could be a hard conversation or a hard feedback and, and share their thoughts uh, with you. So you, you did three, which was listen for understanding and say thank you. So if we use the example of a manager tells you to not be so heads down in a laptop during a, a customer meeting, you know, and maybe that doesn't make sense to you. Like, man, I'm taking my notes. Why would I? Why shouldn't I do that? When you when we say listen for understanding, seek to understand that during the dialogue. Ask them, you know, what 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 will it do different if I take handwritten notes instead of working in a laptop? They've got experience. Again, this is a silly example, but when you hear the feedback, seek to understand the better good, the better greater good for you, for your sales career, for the customer, for your team. Um, Again, not cynically, but ask them those questions so that you can really understand what that's going to do for you long term. And saying thank you is both a courtesy and a way for you to to lead to more feedback. Right? We all want to be great, but if you let them if you let them know you appreciate it, you're probably going to get more feedback in the future. Yeah, let's. I don't think it is a silly example. I think it's a real example. I think we're in a with our prospect meetings. There's a lot of actions and there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of note taking that occurs, whether you're leading the meeting, a participant in the meeting, or just a fly on the wall, you're, you're, there is a lot of note taking going on. So I think that's a good example. We could maybe uh, role play with a little bit. So Bobby, let's say that you're my sales manager and, um, and you did recognize that I was, I was hammering away at notes. I was clicking, 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 which my wife absolutely hates the, the speed at which I type and the noise that the keyboard makes. You do bang it pretty hard. I do. Yeah. As it were. So let's say that's, uh, that you are, you're my manager. We're in the meeting together. And Bobby, let's say that you're not, let's say Bobby, that you're not great or you're not. Yeah. Let's say you're not great at giving feedback. We leave the meeting and after the meeting, I'm like, man, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. You're the greatest manager ever, Bobby. And I say, you know, Brian, you're not going to be very successful if you bang on your keyboard all the time. Good now, let's say, let's say that you do it a little different. Let's say, okay. let's say that you do it a little different. Let's say that you kind of, you wrap this feedback uh, in duct tape. It's a pearl. You wrap it in duct tape and you say, um, you know, how, you know, how much of that meeting do you, you think you really caught, Brian? You know, did you, you feel like you were engaged? Do you feel like you caught everything in the meeting? And I'm thinking, man, what? What is he, you know, I'm quickly trying to dissect that feedback, right? We've all had managers that, that kind of deliver feedback in this kind of very indirect way. And so I, I think to myself, I, I pause before I get defensive and say, what are you talking about? I was like, I was speaking for 40% of the meeting, you, you know, before I try to defend myself, because that, that is going to be my natural reaction. I remind myself that it's, uh, it's great to receive feedback. He's trying to tell me something here. There's, there's a pearl here. And then I, I dissect it and I say, oh, so so um, do you think that I was not, you know, thank you know, thanks for sharing this with me. Do you think that I was not, um, um, do you think that I was speaking more than they were speaking? Do you think I should have not been presenting as much and I should have let them speak more? Was it was it my note taking in there? So again, listen for the understanding and try to and try to clarify what that feedback is. And then you may say, Bobby, that may be when you feedback to me. Well, you know, I'm just more of a notepad person, Brian. And I, I know that you like to you like to have your computer there, your iPad there, and you like to take your notes there. 
Um, but how do you, you know, how do you think that comes off to the customer? And I, I guess the point of this is, is sometimes we think we understand what the feedback is, but it's always worth being accepting of the feedback and then make, and then getting kind of specific. What is the specific scenario that Bobby, in this case, you recognized that you thought I need to improve on? Because I guarantee, you know, 50, 75% of the time, it's so hard to give feedback that it gets thinly veiled in, in some other thing. And it's not, there's a direct distance that's not occurring when we're, when we're trying to deliver or trying to receive feedback. Agreed. That's, a, that's a good role play type example to, to let the listeners understand what we're talking about. I think it, all people will probably struggle with giving the direct feedback. And, and so there's going to be this periphery. There'll be this manager that says, Brian, you did a really good job in that meeting. Sounds like we've uncovered some opportunities. Um, maybe you could focus a little bit more during the meeting and you walk away from that going, what does he mean? I, I, I thought we did a good job. So do what Brian said, did seek to understand, ask follow-up questions, dig in a little bit deeper so that you can really take away the pearl or the marble that the manager's trying to give you. And the fifth one, that, and that really is the fifth one. That's, that's asking the questions to, de- de- to deconstruct the feedback. And it, it could be, you know, hey, it, it seemed like you were pretty frustrated in the meeting, Brian. Uh, what, do, what do you think? And you, you may think, I, man, I wasn't, I wasn't really frustrated at all. And you, you're kind of thinking back in your head. And, and so maybe a good opportunity to ask feedback there is, can you share? Um, man, that's good feedback. Thanks for sharing that with me. That's certainly not my intentions. Again, that could that could be coming across a little defensive, right? So maybe you don't you don't say that part of it, but maybe say. Uh, thanks for the feedback. I wasn't aware of that. Can you share the time in the meeting or the response that I gave in the meeting where you thought I got heated? Not in a defensive way, right? You're just, you're, you want to know the scenario. You're seeking to understand that scenario. Uh, it could be, um, you know, that you, you know, hey, you got to be careful because so-and-so is a, a vice president at their company and um, you kind of you kind of cut her off when when she was talking, um, and, and again that could be man I certainly did not intend to cut them off. Um, I was so excited to get you know to answer the question right, and that happens all the time, especially in the tech industry. I think is that we're so anxious to talk about how our wares are better and they're going to solve all the prospects' problems. So we're so excited just to start talking and we, and we end up stepping all over the, the prospect there. I, I see that happen all the time. Or maybe you want to uh, overstep or overstate something that you know the competition's probably shared with them that you, you need to, to shoot down so that you don't get in a bad light with the customer. Um, we, we've all got the PowerPoint decks on talking points and boy, do we want to stay those talking points to make sure the customer hears us at, at every step of the way. Agreed. If it's on the going back to the heated piece of it, if you were upset or hey, I noticed you got frustrated, ask the question: Is this an isolated incident, or is this something that they were looking for you to make that second mess up, so they could more easily deliver this feedback? So maybe ask them: Is this an isolated thing? All right, have you noticed me getting heated in other meetings? Because I want to improve this. I want to fix this. So try to understand: Are they trying to give you feedback? in just a one-off cavalier method or uh, is this something systemic that systemic that they've seen and that they're trying to, you know, now it's the fifth time they've seen it. And now they're like, man, I got to tell him that he is coming across frustrated in these meetings. 
So look to see if it's something that's um, that's occurring again and again as well. So, Brian, I'm going to cheat a little bit and go ahead to number six because I think it really is what's on my mind, the requesting time for follow-up. When, when I was getting feedback young in my career by great mentors and great leaders, I, I, I think my ego just couldn't take it at times and my emotions would rave. And, and I mm-hmm. know it cost me some follow-up feedback. I know it cost me um, some learnings. I know the people were frustrated with trying to give me that feedback because I just kept contradicting them and trying to prove to them that that's not what I meant. That's not what I was doing. But yet I was missing the pearls probably wrapped in a little bit of duct tape. So what I learned to do after a few years in the industry was really request time for follow-up. And it, it probably was my de facto go-to response was that someone would give me feedback like Bobby, your team doesn't appreciate what you're saying. I know what you mean. You're, you're trying to say, but you're, you're really just kind of, hard on them, condescending, whatever the adjective was. And it, I, I just couldn't take that feedback because I really meant the greater good. I wanted everybody to make more money. I want everybody to be successful. It wasn't just about me, but it came off that way. So I would constantly ask for follow-up. And that follow-up norm- probably made me a great one on one as an employee and as a manager. But I think it was, hey, great, I appreciate the feedback. And I would just kind of close that day off and really go home and take some notes. Think about what I said. Think about how I said it. Think about how I would take it if a manager said that to me. And really got a lot better at those group conversations and a lot of things based on that feedback. But what really helped was the follow-up conversation with a manager. Maybe it was a Starbucks. Maybe it was over a cup of coffee. Maybe it wasn't my one-on-one. But I would carve out 15 minutes of a conversation and say, look, I really need you to help me understand how do I do it differently. Man, I, I, I have personality traits that I may never be able to change. But I know if I can adapt in these conversations, in these meetings, I'm going to be better and I want to be better. And you would be surprised, if not amazed, at the feedback and the candidness and the harsher words that are used when you approach it that way. And you really get to cut through all the crap that is the duct tape and really get the feedback that they want to say. You know, they give you exact words. I I had a manager one time tell me, I heard you say I 27 times in that conversation. You never once said we. Uh, so why would they think it was about the group and not you, right? And those nuggets came in those follow-up conversations. So if there's if there's a pro tip in this one, it really is request the time for follow-up. Don't, don't react in a uh, corrective way. Really seek to understand and really let them know you want the unfiltered feedback on how to be better. That's great. I, I'd say what we, we can drag a five-minute feedback conversation into a 35-minute feedback conversation is is trying to correct their opinion or try to reject that feedback. They, they're going to feel like, man, they're just not getting it. And some people will just give up. Some managers will just give up. That's that's a bad manager that just gives up. But some people will just give up and say they're they're just not they're not going to receive this. I'm, I'm, it's not worth me investing this time anymore. They're not. It's not worth me giving them this gift. And again, that doesn't mean that you have to implement 100% of this. It just means that you need to hear it and listen to it. Another way to be a good receiver of feedback is to promote or request feedback from people too. And it's not by just saying, "Hey, can you give me feedback on the meeting?" Which is fine. That's a, that's a great. That, that, that works too. That's not a terrible way to do it. Another way to do it might be to open the door because some people are are not instinctually ready to give you feedback. So you might ask them, 
hey, I noticed in the meeting that um, the prospect, I had my laptop open, the prospect kind of kept looking over the laptop at me to see if I was paying attention. I have got to figure out another way to efficiently take notes in a meeting and have my action items ready to go. And I, I feel like that was a miss on my on my side. And then that gives them an opportunity, whether they thought that was an issue or not, that gives them an opportunity to say, yeah, I don't think that's that big of an issue. I think they were just looking at you in the eyes. Or I agree. Yeah, I you know, I'm a notepad person. It works well for me. Uh, you know, they have the pens for the iPad too. Maybe you just write, you know, get, you know, write on your iPad instead. Or yeah, I don't think that was that big of a deal. But you know, I did notice one time we were so anxious to give an answer that you gave an answer, your solution consultant gave an answer, your enterprise architect gave an answer. We could have just given one answer. We, we were so anxious to, you know what I mean? Like you kind of open up the opportunity to have an open dialogue around how things can improve by you starting off critiquing your own, your own self. Agreed. And for those that are pretty young in their career in tech sales or in the tech industry, I would encourage you to not only ask for the feedback like Brian just did in that example, but also ask for criticism. Um, often, we, we all like to hear good news, and I think I think in this world, um, maybe it's the millennial piece of our of our career group that's in and around us now that just wants to be patted on the back, and that managers are some now millennials that are patting everybody on the back. But ask for criticism. I think I got really good feedback when I started asking people to tell me what I did wrong. Like I would use the example Brian just gave and say, "Hey, look, I'm struggling." with capturing all my notes, keeping focused during the meeting, not getting distracted by phones and other things. Do you have any tips and tricks for me? And now you do a good job, Bobby. Everything looks really good. I've, I've been with you on three meetings and I haven't seen it. Okay, I need you as my manager and my coach to give me three things I can do better. Even if you think I'm doing them good today, I want you to give me three things that would make me great tomorrow. And you'd be surprised that it, when you open the kimono and say, give me some criticism, People come up with things to say, and and while they might not be the end of the world, that continues to to give you an opportunity to get better. And sometimes those three things don't have to be directly related to that meeting. A good example is I had someone request feedback after a meeting, and they were like, "Look, I really want to improve. I really want to get better." And that was literally one of the best presentations I'd seen. Like that that I have no feedback regarding your meeting. You nailed it. However. Like the things that we need to be talking about and working on are from a career standpoint. Here, here are a few things that we can start doing from your career standpoint to, to help start sharing these wonderful things that you're doing to be the most prepared rep that we've got, to start sharing that with the company. You know what I mean? So, think, think. Um, if you're if you're wanting to receive feedback and you're not getting it for this specific scenario, you may be doing a really good job in that scenario, and there may be opportunities to improve in other areas. So. Um, maybe use it as an opportunity to think more broadly as well about your career. That made me think of one last example that I'll share. And, and that was me um, seeking some of that feedback when I knew I did a good job. And I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I might've done that too often when I, when I was looking for a promotion or trying to make sure the right people saw me do great work. Um, and because I thought of it, I'll share it. You know, I think back in those days, everyone thought I was doing a good job. Everyone thought I was probably doing a great job, but, but the feedback, once I started asking for the feedback and not just, um, 
insincerely asking for a pat on the back, I got the feedback that I wasn't involving people and I wasn't teaching others around me to be great. And there can be some really underlying themes to even you having a great presentation to to have an opportunity to learn what could you be doing different to, to get to that next step. And so in those days, I wanted to be a manager. I was, I, I was doing good myself, but the feedback I got to make others great really did accelerate my career and helped me realize what the bigger picture was. It wasn't Bobby Dawes doing it all alone. It was a, I was at a stage where I needed to start making others great. And I mean, it's led to a lot of good things for me. And I don't think anyone in my shoes would have thought that was the feedback I needed at that time. So Think broader. Don't think about the presentation or just the meeting. Uh, listen to uh, the grandiose component of feedback that someone could give you, whether it's wrapped in duct tape or not. Agreed. And I love the examples. So um, this was a fun one. The uh, Next week, we're going to talk about how to give feedback. I know it's such a challenge uh, for, for myself included on how to give it. But before we wrap up, Bobby, I thought we would talk about our new sponsor, Tech Sales Lab. So TechSales Lab is the only place with a platform and the people to help you get started in a career in tech sales. And this is not just for folks that are in tech sales. This is for people that are looking to get into tech sales. So if you've got a friend or uh, a former coworker that's looking to get into the industry, TechSales Lab is a place for them to go. Yeah, they really do everything from sales enablement training to one-on-one coaching. TechSales Lab can meet all of your individual or company needs around sales training. Tech Sales Lab is offering something for you guys, the Tech Sales Show listeners, and that is a way to win. So if you will, go to averageistheenemy.com and sign up for the Tech Sales Lab newsletter to receive weekly tips and tricks. And then you can refer friends to be also entered to win. For each one that you enter, you'll get double the entries uh, in, our, in the monthly drawing for things like AirPods, Oculus Go, and exa- uh, Amazon Echoes. Yep. So like you mentioned, for every person you refer, you'll get two entries. You'll get your entries doubled in the drawing that we do. We've already got a bunch uh, from the first one. So that's great stuff. Looking forward to announcing the winners there. And again, if you know anyone that wants to get into tech sales, uh, include them whenever you fill out the form. They're not going to be included in the newsletter, but we will reach out to them to uh, share more information about the program. Awesome. Tech Sales Lab is where tech sellers are made. Great. So thanks everyone for joining. Uh, As we mentioned, uh, next week is going to be all about how to give feedback. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.